Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind and Body podcast. I'm so excited to have Lena on today from Arabesque. Hey, Lena, how are you? Hi, Nadia. Thanks so much for having me today. Of course. I love I love connecting with people that I meet randomly through social media. I think the world of social media has become like my networking haven. I agree um, with you. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we just jump right in and start sharing with everybody about you and your company and how you got started? Sure. Though, thank you so much. Um, so Arabesque was kind of, I kind of stumbled on Arabesque. I wasn't planning on designing a line of grip socks. Um, I had launched a couple of lines in the past after I moved here from upstate New York, I had launched an accessory line um, when I was 19. And then I launched a tank top line after that. Um, So I had some experience in the industry. And I had taken a small break from the fashion industry when I had kids. I really wanted to be um, an attentive mom. And I thought that I couldn't juggle both of them. uh, The first couple years that my kids were really small. But I also got to a point after having kids where my mind and body just wasn't the way, you know, it used to be. And I needed to do something. And I was definitely not into working out at all. Um, I love taking, you know, light walks, but I was not the kind of person, you know, to go into a gym or to sign up for an aerobics class. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually got lucky because Mm -hmm. a Pilates studio opened up not too far from our home and um, Eden Sassoon opened up her Pilates studio And I joined and a friend of mine said, you have to try this. It's so good for your body. It's, it's great for your mind. I was a little skeptical, but you know, when I started, I really realized that, you know, with all the walking that I did, I was still out of shape. Right. You know, and I, and I know, you know, cause you know, you, you are a fitness expert and you're into bar and you're, you understand like doing a sit up when you haven't worked out you know, your whole life is excruciating. Yeah. <laughs> I totally you know? remember those days. Yeah. And your first plank, you're like, okay, it's in 10 seconds. I want to like, you know, I got to stop. But I kept it up for about, I want to say a good two weeks. I did it almost every day. And I noticed immediately that I was changing as far as my strength. Now, I, I don't, want to say that everybody can lose tons of weight really quick with Pilates because that wasn't my goal. It wasn't just to like lose weight. Um, I wanted to become toned and I wanted to really get my mind back to that place that it was before I had kids. So I, I just ended up sticking to this workout and over time and still going like four or five times a week, I realized that my body was changing a little bit and I had so much energy and I was like a lot happier around my kids. So I decided this is the workout for me. I'm going to stick to this. And uh, one day when I was working out, I realized, you know, now that my mind and body is back to where I kind of want it to be, mm-hmm. I wanted to get back into, you know, designing. And I, I really had such a passion for it. And I kind of let it go. I have to be honest with you, because I had been through so much in that industry for years And I just needed to put it aside for a little while, but something just snapped inside of me when I looked at the Pilates socks on people working out. And I just said, Oh my God, you know, I really want to, I want to do something with these. And I feel like it's a product that I can handle, you know, with being a mom and two kids, it's not like an overwhelming, you know, it's not a huge product. Socks are small. And I thought it would be really fun to design the socks because I love working out and I was like, I'm going to love wearing these too. So 
I went ahead and, and I spent almost a year researching the market and, you know, researching different workouts because gripper socks are not only for Pilates, as you know, they're for bar yoga, Mm -hmm. um, you know, acro yoga. I have people buying our socks for acro yoga, pole dancing. I mean, they can really be used for anything. Um, and I even wear them around the house because I have wood floors and, you know, the, the silicone just gives you an extra padding when you're yep. walking around. So really, they're they're used for a, a lot of stuff. So I had to make sure not only was I designing something that was universal and could look great with all these different leggings, because, you know, this market is saturated with leggings. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I had to make sure that it was a universal design. And on top of that, what was really important to me is the grippers, because the socks that I had, um, you know, I noticed that they would wear off a little bit faster, like with Mm -hmm. washing. Right. And, you know, you're going to eventually have to buy new socks with any gripper socks that you buy. But I wanted to make something that would last just a little bit longer for my customer and use an extra quality silicone under the sock. So I came up with the design of the two half circles under the sock, um, which are larger patches of silicone with our letter A uh, adorned on each side in three rows. And yeah, and I I, I feel like you really feel that grip under your foot and you feel the sticky when you're walking. So I I really feel like it's important when you're on the reformer on the mat to really have good balance and good traction. Um, So thank you for the socks you sent me. I love the packaging. I love the mesh bag that comes with it. Thank you. And I did admire um, how there was a little extra grip towards the heel, towards the back of the sock. And I've noticed other brands um, don't have that too much. Yeah. Um, is there a reason why you did that? Is that test, like, did you do like a case study and test it out with a couple of ladies or just for your you own know, purpose? It was, it was a little bit of both. I have to say, since I know the workout and with my own socks, when I would wear them, they would kind of like bunch a little bit at the heel. Like, you know, when you're pushing the reformer out, your, your, your sock is not, your, I'm sorry, your foot is not straight. And you're pushing the reformer out so the sock will twist, you know, and you can't really um, eliminate that altogether with any sock, but you can reduce it. So mm-hmm. I, I tested it out, you know, myself at home. And then I actually spoke to people at the studios. I listened to my customer. I listened to what they complain about just randomly, you know, when I'm at the studio. And right. people would always complain that they would want some more grippers inside of the heel um, so when I tested it out, I said, you know what, that, that little bit of silicone does help, help it stay in place on the heel. So yeah. that was it for me. It, you know, I, I really had to make sure that every part of the sock made sense for people who need gripper socks. And the bag for me is, is such a great selling point because we, ha- we just applied for a patent on it uh, when we launched and it has a dual use. So it's not only a carrying bag, but it also doubles as a wash bag. So you can throw your socks in the bag and you can wash them and you won't lose them anymore. And that was another complaint, you know, losing socks and not being able to find them before I work out and spending 20 minutes like looking for a sock. Right. So I feel like my customer's really getting a great product. I would agree. I would have to agree. Um, You said something that stuck out in my mind uh, about the fashion industry and how it's just backtracking a little bit and how it kind of, you needed a mental break. It's funny because I was, I didn't, I wasn't a designer, but I did want to pursue fashion PR at one point mm-hmm. and I did some internships and some entry-level jobs and I was just like, uh, this is not for me, largely because of <laughs> the New York City stigma, the 
it was just too i think as a especially as a female the amount of pressure um to look good behind the scenes in front of the scenes around certain elements that can kind of mess with your head a little bit mm-hmm. so i'm curious to know what about it that you needed a mental break from is it similar to what i mentioned or is it completely different well it's funny you mentioned the pr uh aspect of this because when i came here i was i was really young you know i was 19 and i had some samples and when you come from a small town and you enter this big city you just see endless possibilities for yourself you know that weren't available to you in a small town so i started shopping my accessories around to stores and 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 believe me when I say I paid my dues, I definitely have paid my dues 10 times over <laughs> before right. launching this line. Um, you know, the re- rejection of, you know, being 19 and having people say, sorry, you know, we're not going to sell your things here. You know, it hurts when you're that age. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you hear it enough, it starts getting to you. But, you know, I got up one morning and I said, you know what? I know these headbands that I made are really great and I'm going to try a larger, um, a larger company. So I actually called the corporate offices of Charlotte Russe, uh, Rampage, and the buyer, I'll never forget her because she was so sweet. She invited me to the office to show her her samples, and she gave me a tour of, you know, Rampage's uh, uh, corporate offices, and I was, like, so amazed, and I thought I was in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, she gave me my first purchase order, and they sold out of my headbands. What? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So it was that that kind of got me motivated in this industry. And I said, you know what? I, I trusted my gut. I knew that these would sell well. And I got it to a, a point where I had a really great chain, you know, buying from me and selling out. So after that, I was able to get some more accounts with Windsor and a couple other big, you know, uh, teen stores that were around at the time. And they did pretty well with the accessories. My issue back then, one, I was so young, didn't have a lot of capital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was making all the accessories at home with my friends, you know, the, the typical startup, you know, mm-hmm. right. Of <laughs> course. And I did get to a certain point, uh, but it wasn't worth it for me because at that time with that particular line, because I just didn't know how to get it off the ground at that point, And I had no connections there. So after that, I decided that I am going to learn this industry inside out. And I actually worked in marketing and PR. I worked for a lot of great people. I I learned how to do the marketing aspect of business myself. I learned how to find manufacturers. I went all over downtown. I mean, I would say a couple years of researching and just like putting my, you know, myself out there and just seeing where all these sample makers are and and manufacturers. And it was just um, such a long learning process. And then I launched a line of tank tops while I was in college at Northridge and, you know, I did pretty well with those. Um, you know, we had them on celebrities. We had them in over a hundred retail stores and Wynn hotel. Wow. And again, I was hustling that from home. <laughs> so wow. I just wasn't ready to fully take on a full on business at that time. I was still in college and I had some personal setbacks at that time. I think really, I just had, I had it after that. Mm-hmm. And I really realized, I'm like, you know what, to make it, not only do you have to have some money behind you, you have to have, um, you know, you have to have, what am I trying to say? You have to have your head on. <laughs> yeah. You have to have your head on the right way so that you don't cave. Yeah. And yeah. I think at that point in my life, things weren't as strong for me as they are now. 
Um, and I just know a lot more and I know what to do and what not to do. And so far I am really just happy about where things are going right now with arabesque. And I think we're off to a good start. And I know that in my gut, this one is it for me. So I'm giving it my all and I am just hustling it every day. And we're, you know, getting orders, opening accounts every day. And people are really loving the socks. So I'm, I'm doing it now because I love it and it makes me happy. I'm not worried about the other stuff I was worried about when I was younger. That's what I was just going to ask. Um, is the difference now because you have, you're more seasoned? Do you think also collectively you may have a different kind of set of like support? Like I feel like positivity yeah. Yeah. It's so important to have around mm-hmm. you when you're doing stuff like this. Yeah. You know, I'm really lucky. You know, my dad passed away a couple months ago. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it was a, um, it's been unfortunate, but every time I start a brand, um, I have a personal setback or a loss. I don't know yeah. why it happens around this time. for me. Right. But when my dad passed, I told, you know, I told my, my friends, my close friends, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to. I don't know if I can take this again. You know, I, I'm, I just started this brand. I lost the most important person in my life and I'm either going to, you know, move forward or I'm going to cave in again. And I just decided, I made the decision already. My father also was like, you got to do this. You got to take it, take it all the way. And I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. That's where my mind is right now. I'm just giving it my all. I went mm-hmm. into this with no expectation, really not mm-hmm. like I had before. Right. I really have developed such a love for Pilates and that, and that love has translated onto the socks. So whatever you're getting is just coming from pure love and hard work. Uh, and, and it shines through whether it's a service or a product. I feel like when you're doing it from that standpoint, it really shines through. So. It really does. And I have a great husband. Um, you know, he gives me the emotional support that I need. Um, and I, I think I didn't have that before I, and I needed I needed that emotional support as yeah. well for someone to say, you know what, you can do it. Right. I, I support you emotionally. Go for it. Yeah. Cause there yeah. are going to be like rough patches and you may feel like really overwhelmed, but if you Every have day. that cheerleader, yeah. Every day. Yeah. I know girl. <laughs> every day. And anyone with any business or any hustle knows that every day you, you have, it, it, it's a different thing every day. Yeah. It really is. You might feel on top of the world today and tomorrow something might happen. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, oh my, my God, God, I know. And I, I knew I was going to like you because when I emailed you, at least it was like midnight my time. I was like, you're still up? <laughs> We're both <laughs> working. <laughs> and you're like, I'm always working. I was like, me too. Yeah. And, and I love it. And I love working. But I also have to remember, you know, I have two little kids. Yeah. I, have a, I have an almost four-year-old son and an almost seven-year-old daughter. And I am such an attentive mom to them. And I love being with them. So I, I have to make sure that this doesn't consume, you know, my role as a mom as well. Right. So I'm very aware of what my, my job is right now as a mom and as a business owner. And I think I found a good balance for myself and I do stay up late, you know, because sometimes I, I have to make up those hours from being with the kids. Mm-hmm. I have to make that up in the evening and early, right. early mornings, like at 4am, like I'll be right. up, you know, Before so they're up. Yeah. yeah, but I have plenty of time. Both my kids are in school and, you know, I can work at this and I can make this happen. So I always ask moms that I have on my show because I have a little one too. He's one. So yeah, the balancing act, I'm still trying to figure all that out. So what are your top, so your youngest is four. 
Um, so what are some of the tips that you have in terms of, you shared just a few, just a little while ago, but in terms of <laughs> mentally and just trying to make it all work, you know, like sometimes we can do it all. Sometimes you're uh -huh. an entrepreneur one day and super mom the next, but how yeah. do you feel good about it inside out? Like if you're slacking, if you felt like you've slacked on something, what are ways that you mentally forgive yourself or kind of, you know, what, get through each day? Does that make sense? Well, yeah. I mean, if I feel like I haven't done enough in one day, um, like I said, I get up really early or stay up really late to make up for that. But for me, um, as a mom, and I know you have a, a little one right now, and I remember that that stage yeah. very well. Um, <laughs> people used to think, people in my family would be like, you know what, you're crazy because you put your kids to bed so early. <laughs> and I really do. I, I have stuck to a seven o'clock bedtime to this day with my Impressive. children and they, and they will go to bed. They will gladly go to bed. So for me, having that seven o'clock bedtime every night has allowed me to have some time for myself mm -hmm. to, to create this brand. I mean, I would put my kids to sleep at seven and I would be on Skype, you know, with overseas and with, 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 you know, suppliers here. And it would just, I couldn't do it if I wasn't a schedule mom. Right. You know, and I do take my 45 minutes early morning to have my quick workout to get my mind together. And I'm able to do that now because they are on schedules and it makes my life a lot easier and they sleep early and it's good for them. They're well behaved. They're, you know, it, sleep for a child is golden. Yes. That is just my advice for anybody. Napping and sleeping will affect your child's mood and it'll affect your life. Yes. I actually just read an article on that about how it affects their mood and their learning. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it's a domino effect because yep. that will affect mom and dad, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So and here's I, my it's question. Hard. It's hard. Did you, did you figure out that right away with your first child, like the schedule or was, or did you perfect it with your second child? I was a schedule mommy from day one and it, ah. I never thought I would be because I was such a wild child growing up. Right. And, I never thought I would be this way with my kids, but I'm also very independent and I need my time to mm -hmm. do stuff for me. I'm not, and you have to know yourself, I think, in order to be able to, to come up with what's going to work for you and your family. I knew that I was going to want to get back into something for myself. And I knew if my children did not sleep well and behave well, yeah. you know, that I would just never be able to do that because I think mentally it would just be so exhausting to deal with that for me. Oh, totally um, get it. Yeah, but totally you know, every mom is different. There's no right or wrong. That works for me. And yes, I did do a lot of um, research before I even had my daughter. Honestly, I Google everything. I don't even ask anybody. <laughs> I Google everything. And I asked my pediatrician who has always been available to answer any of my questions. And he's given me some great advice. You know, he, he also told me, he said, put your kids to sleep early every night and, and it'll become an automatic routine with their body. And he awesome. was right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you just gave me some good advice. <laughs> Anytime you need advice from me, you let me know. My my family thinks I'm anal, but my husband is able to go out and play poker with his friends and yeah. enjoy his life still because his kids are sleeping. Early. Exactly. It's a win. I'm telling you. I love I it. I think so. I think so. Uh, 
Okay, so let's go back to our best. Are there any new things developing that you want to share with everybody? Maybe some new styles or sales? I'm so excited to tell you about it. Yeah, Um, we are going to be releasing the fishnetting design in a closed toe for fall. And we are going to have a bunch of new colors and patterns. And yes, I am releasing a new style and I'm so excited about it. I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm just putting some final touches on it. I just need to make sure things are perfect because I'm very anal. Uh, and I know <laughs> with the fashion industry, um, you know, another thing is that they were so, it, it's just such a fast paced industry. Right. And for me, I'm just really going to not worry about that. And I'm going to release the socks when I make sure that they are perfect and they are going to be a hundred percent for my customer. So it will come out soon. Just need a little more time. Probably by October, we'll have we'll have some more new styles and patterns and colors. And I think that's perfect timing, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see them. So, lastly, I would love to know what are people saying about your socks? Are you sharing them with people that you work out with? You know what? We're selling them here at the studio that we work out in. Uh, we're selling in over fifty-five studios right now, and we just <sighs> launched in January. Um, and oh that- my God, Lena. Yeah, I'm really, really happy about it. And and pretty much all the studios are on their fourth and fifth reorders. So I I think that the response has been really good. I hear people here talking at the studio and saying how much they, they think that the material is so much softer mm-hmm. and the grippers are really good um, and the bag. Everyone loves the bag. So I, I'm getting good response. But I always ask, there's a lot of women coming in and out of these studios. And I talk to all of them and ask them about what colors they like to see, what patterns they like to see. Um, you know, cause that's important to me. If I'm selling to them, I, I really want to make sure that I'm giving them what they want. Yeah. Like even as an instructor, I see, I'm actually surprised some people that I think that would stick to like just a basic black. Sometimes they'll walk in with this bright turquoise sock yeah. and I'm like, Oh wow. And I feel like it gives them an opportunity to play outside their comfort zone. Oh yeah. 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 But you know, black, the, the blacks and grays and like, you know, the colors that are basic colors, they go with everything. And yeah. the, most likely your customer will buy a black or a darker color for their first purchase. But then, you know, people buy a lot of these socks, so they want them all. They want all the colors. They, they will have all of them, but that most likely start with a black because it's universal and it matches most of the leggings. Right. Agreed. And it's you a know. gateway for an addiction. I feel like once you start <laughs> buying those things before you know it. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But that's why for me, it's important that the quality is good because yeah. people are spending money on these socks and, and we have to make sure that the quality is good. Right. I totally agree. Well, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. Um, why don't you share with everybody how they can find you on social and if they have any questions where they can reach you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I really love connecting with you and speaking to you about all this because I know that you understand everything. Yes, of course. (laughs) You can find Arabesque um, on our website at www.arebesk.com, Arabesque. And you can find us on Instagram at USA and on Facebook. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lena. I look forward to seeing your new styles this October and having you back on the show. Thank you, Nadia. Thank you so much for everything. Bye-bye. Bye.